0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I'm your host, Janice Tannell, for today, Sunday, April 29th. Welcome to the show. We have a wonderful show planned for you guys tonight. Um, we have Hawk, the Barber Prodigy, as our guest, and he's waiting on the line. So before we bring Hawk on, we um, just have some beauty news for you guys. But I just want to remind you all, if you have a comment or a question, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914 803 Four, three, nine, nine. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and uh, thank you again for joining us tonight. Just very quickly, just a quick reminder about some news we reported um, on last week and the week before. Uh, Premier Orlando, the international beauty event um, taking place in Orlando, Florida, June 2nd through the 4th. Um, they're also co-locating with Premier Day Spa. It's over 600 classes and over 800 uh, or more uh, exhibitors. Again, uh, June 2nd through the 4th, um, the education days are June 2nd through the 4th. The ex- exhibition uh, floor opens up on June 3rd, from June 3rd uh, through the 4th. Again, that's Premier Orlando. And if you are in the Atlanta area or plan to be uh, in the Atlanta area, North Costco Atlanta Costume. Um, is putting on a class with the makeup socialite, uh, Soretta Bell. And that class, hold on a second, trying to get the actual date of that class. Well, anyway, let me just give you the information. Um, That class takes place um, next week, May 5th. And uh, it's on TV and film makeup. Again, a TV and film makeup class. um, For day player, it's called Day Player Basics. So for those people who... um, Plan to work on film and television, and you're called in to um, to day play. <clears throat> and that's people who are not necessarily full time on a position uh, on a show. Um, basically, you will learn set etiquette, who's who on set, union versus non-union, kit inventory. Um, you'll talk about the call sheets and tools and tricks of the trade. The class is $300, and it includes. Um, Set essentials valued at $100. So at least they'll give away um, um, a set bag, including in that set bag will be some set essentials valued at $100. And for more information, you can email the makeup socialite at gmail.com or you can register by going to schedulicity.com and uh, looking up makeup socialite. Schedulicity.com um, forward slash scheduling forward slash TMS4LF, forward slash workshops. Again, it's taught by Saretta Bell, The Makeup Social life. And that's it for today. Can you all hear me? I'm sorry, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, so I just had two things that I wanted to share as far as beauty news is concerned, uh, if I could read my own handwriting. Um, at the seventh annual makeup fair in Lagos, Nigeria, um, taking place during that uh, makeup fair will be Mora 2018, which is the Makeup Runway Africa, where uh, they're – Basically, they're saying that they are unleashing makeup creativity on the runway. So they're looking for people to participate, and if you're interested in participating in Makeup Runway Africa, uh, you need to send a highly creative makeup look to popconcepts at gmail.com, and I'll spell that out for you. It's P-O-P-C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S at gmail. um, And in the subject line, put M-U-R-A. 2018. Okay, so again, that's taking place at the 7th Annual Lagos Makeup Fair. And then congratulations is in order for um, Valerie Lawson. She's the winner of Best Bridal Makeup Artist 2018 in Ghana. And if you want to follow her and see some of her work, she does beautiful work. She is at MVL. Four W S O N again. That's at M Z L. Four W S O N. So congratulations, Valerie. That's all I had as far as the news goes. And now we'll make them right in. The show. I'm excited about tonight's guest. I was gonna just read off all this stuff about him, um, but I let him tell you uh, for himself. And so tonight we want to welcome to the show. I don't know if he wants us to say his name, but um, I was going to call him Hawk, but his real name is uh, Joshua Hopkins, a.k.a. Hawk the Barber Prodigy, and he's joining us tonight. Welcome to the show, Hawk. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, how you doing?
2: Good, good. Two of my favorite makeup artists.
1: How y'all doing? Oh, thank you for coming on
2: glad to be on, glad to be a part of it.
1: Nice. So, look, I know you've told me this story before, and when you were on with the Barber Stars, you may have kind of gave us an abbreviated version as well. But can you um, just introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell everyone how you got started as a barber?
2: Yeah, so uh, my name is Joshua Hawkins. Uh, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I've been cutting hair since I was 12 years old. I started cutting hair in my uh, father's garage. Um, he was giving me and my brother the real messed up haircuts when we was a kid. So he uh, he told us, you know, that when we want to... Um, start you know getting our own haircuts and making decisions like that we either need to get a job or we need to pick up the clippers ourselves so uh i couldn't get a job at the time but i decided to pick up the clippers and um start cutting my own hair so that's what kind of got started for me and then um i think i was either 16 or 17 i was down in georgia with my mother and uh we end up running into um a guy who had a barbershop and he let me cut in the barbershop for the summer. And um that summer, you know, I was making real good money and um yeah, seeing seeing the type of money I was making at that age, you know, being so young, that kinda kinda had me like, Okay, yeah, this this is what I need to stick with so once I went back home, you know, I prayed about it, you know, I asked God to lead lead me in exactly the direction that he seen me going, and uh he pointed me to you know being being the barber the barber that I am today, so that's how I got started
1: now that's a and that's a great story um now, how did you get back to Georgia? Did you just decide, okay, well, maybe let's I want to do this in Georgia, or did you go ahead and barber a little while in in Ohio, or how did that work out?
2: Yeah, so when I was barbering back in Ohio, you know, I was cutting a bunch of, you know, friends that I grew up with, uh, a few guys that I played on the basketball team with, and, you know, neighbors and stuff like that. But um, when I was in Georgia cutting, I seen that it was just, I mean, it was a different vibe. I mean, I always liked Georgia. And um, to know if I would have went back home after I graduated high school and tried to cut hair back home, I would have had a lot of, like, Ah oh, man, you know, you can't charge me twenty, twenty five dollars for a haircut. You know, you was jacking me up in your garage. So, you know, nah, you know, I can only pay you five dollars. So I didn't wanna, you know, shorten, you know, myself or cut myself short by, you know, just staying at home and staying in the comfort zone, you know, I did most definitely wanna reach out and, you know, expand what I pretty much seen myself do when I was over in Georgia that summer. So
1: Right. Look, let', me, let me ask you about I'm sorry, go ahead. no, no, I was just gonna say, um, talk a little bit about that, like you know you have those um those clients who are your friends and and you know and when you have a set price for a haircut i mean how how do you give people sometimes when so they, they want to short you. They want to, they, you know, instead of paying you, I don't know, $40 for a haircut, they only want to pay you 20 because they're your friend. Right.
2: Uh, well, you I mean, I I, I, just, I try to break it down to them in terms which they would understand, you know, as mm-hmm. far as them working on a job and, you know, them working on a job where, you know, say, five, ten years, and, um, you know, they've been doing a great job, you know, they've been showing up to work on time, they've been consistent at their job, you know, doing good. And uh, their boss or whoever they work for, whatever company they work for, never gives them a raise or never tries to, you know, pay them what they're worth. So mm-hmm. I know try to just break it down as a barber like hey i'm your barber and i you know i want to charge this price or i'm going up on my haircut price this is what it is i try to break it down so they can understand it as well because i think sometimes uh just people in general they kind of look at barbers and uh stylists as if um it's just like a a, a a job that we just do as a hobby for fun. or yeah. Yeah, just for fun or it was that we did. It was the last choice, you know, and um, right. I don't look at barbering like that. You know, barbering is a, a top craft to me. It's a top career job. And, um, you know, we, we get paid, you know, real good money, you know, up there with doctors and, you know, lawyers and all that. And it's just like, right. you know, I just try them to look at it the same way that, you know, they would want somebody to look at their job. If you know they started off a job, you know, just say early two thousands, getting paid minimum wage at you know six seven dollars an hour, and then now we're in you know twenty eighteen, and they're still getting paid the same thing. That doesn't make sense, you know.
1: Right, right, right. And you know, but the bottom line is the bottom line is barbering is how you feed your family. It's how you pay your bills and so people have to to have to look at it that way it's your profession correct and then also as time changes you know um things change with hairstyles and haircuts and you know you have new tools you know um and, and all of that so as as you buy new tools you know tools are expensive you know so it, you you can't keep your prices the same. You you have to you have to increase. Correct. Right. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about industry standards because you know we're talking about pricing and Cincinnati is is a different place than Atlanta. You know, and I know that, you know, the rates may be, you know, people may charge differently based on where they are in the country, but then also people charge differently based on your your skill level. So what's like sure. the going rate for someone who, let's just say, just graduated from barbering school? Um, they may be very similar to you where they've been cutting hair, you know, years before ever going to barbering school, and then once they got a license and now they're, in a, they're new to the salon um, atmosphere, and now they're in the salon and, and they can charge whatever prices they want, what, what would you say the going rate would be for somebody who hasn't really had, like hasn't been working in an actual shop, but yet they've been in hair for like maybe five years? What would the right. going rate be?
2: I would say the going rate, because I mean, just even just talking about myself, when I first got out of barber, you know, barber school, I wasn't charging what I'm charging now, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I was charging around, I think it was around $20, $25, and it took time for me to get to where I'm at right now, you know, add more services, how you said, buy more tools. Um, mm-hmm. going to different seminars, classes, you know, educating myself a little bit more about the craft and uh, you know, sharing that with my clients as well and they seeing, you know, that okay, like, you know, he's just not the average barber or the regular barber. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I would say, you know, a going rate, you know, coming out of school would be, you know, that twenty, twenty five dollars for a haircut. You know, because it's not like, it's not that huge of a jump from you leaving out of school to going to a shop that you didn't just learn that much, you know, that you can just say, right. okay, I'm 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 able to, you know, charge, you know, 50 to 100. Now, I would say also, though, if you are, you know, adding in a lot of services and, you know, you just, you know exactly what you want to offer, you know what type of barber you want to be, and uh, you know what type of clientele that you're looking for, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, hey, when I get out of barber school I want to be this type of barber. I want to be the professional barber. I'm on time every day. I want my clients to feel a full service when they get it you know, their hair cut, not just me cutting their hair down and sending them out the chair. I want them to feel a full service. And um, you know, if you're pr- approaching it like that, yeah, you could charge whatever you want to charge because now you're setting that standard. So you're really making it easier for yourself because coming straight out of barber school to doing that, people just gonna know you for just that. Like that that barber when he got out of barber school when he started cutting at whatever shop he started cutting at him or her, you know, they they came and they delivered to say, Hey, I'm this type of barber. I'm that professional barber. This is my professional career and I just don't cut hair. You know, I'm a you know, a true barber.
1: Right. Yeah. And it, so there let me ask some of the things that you said important to you know talking about um, educating yourself and and then also sharing what you know with the client and you know I think when when you do that kind of thing it helps them to see you know okay he's worth you know fifty dollars or whatever you know the increased price that you charge you know you may charge you know, years later versus when you first start out. You know, they they can see that yep. and they see that you understand what you're doing and know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so how how important is it for you, Hawk, to um to continue your education and your craft?
2: Oh, uh, uh, it's very important to me. Um, you know, I get a lot of um barbers, you know, and stylists that um that look up to what I do. I mean, even just my clients that, you know, come to sit in my chair every single day, that they look up to what I do as a barber, uh, family man, uh, you know, just a per, you know, just a regular person in general. And um, I always tell people, like, you know, no matter how good you get or how good you think you are, you know, or how many people tell you that, hey, you know, you're the best at what you do, you can always learn more. And no matter yeah. who- where you're learning it from, you know, if you read more, going to a class, whatever the case might be, you can always sharpen up on your skills. So I always tell people, you know, it's very important to, you know, continue your education on whatever it is that you're doing because that's how you continue to get better. The moment you say I've learned enough, that's when it slows down. That's when it stops. And that's when it starts going downhill from that point.
1: Right. And, you know, and sometimes I feel like when your clients know that that you've you know been continuing your education and your craft, I think they trust you more. You know? Mm-hmm. And then can and can you tell us like one thing that you've that you've learned and that you've taken back and passed on to your client?
2: Um well a few things that I've learned is just about like um how the client is supposed to take care of themselves as far as, mm-hmm. now I could deliver a good haircut, but I'm, if mm-hmm. I'm always just delivering a good haircut and that's it and sending that you know client out the door, they don't know how to keep up with it. They don't know how to maintain it when they leave the right. shop. So, you know, they might wonder like, hey, I need to come see him every week and he might not need to come see me every week. So he could really right. be saving his money by coming to see me every two weeks instead of every week. So by right. educating i on saying this is how many times You need to wash your hair a week this is You know the days that you need to put Conditioner in your hair or you know This is what you wash your face with this is how You keep up with your face so your face don't break okay. Out so you don't get razor bumps and stuff like That you know that's that's the That's the biggest thing you know uh, most Men you know they don't know how to take Care of their face their right. hair You know they just kind of get up and go So to have a barber kind of share That information with them you know That 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 is most definitely a plus
1: and, and, you know, I was talking to my sister about this recently, you know, and if you've noticed how in the NBA you look at a lot of these guys and a lot of them are losing their hair and, mm-hmm. you know, they're bald in certain places. And, and I keep, and I was and I would always tell her, I said, I think if they have barbers that, you know, before they cut their hair, they, um, if they would shampoo the hair or if they would, Teach them how to shampoo their hair at home because most guys they get in the shower. That's when they wash their faces. You know the water running o- on their heads is when they. You know it's basically it's them cleaning their hair. You know and mm-hmm. and I'm not even trying to be funny about that, but that's so real and and it's, it's like the scalp isn't being stimulated. So I feel like I'm wondering if if there if we would see a difference in oh,
0: yeah. in the health
1: yeah. in the health of the hair and the hair growing if. If more, more, especially asking American men, if more men shampooed their hair?
2: Most definitely. I mean, even just educating them on, you know, the right foods to eat to help your hair grow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, certain that you need to take in as far as certain vitamins and stuff like that. Like I said, and that's why I always even tell, like, my barbers that work at the shop with me now, you know, it's more to it than just cutting hair. You know, when these clients come in, these customers come in, they're not, sometimes they're not just looking for a haircut. They ask us for advice. You know, the barbershop is that place where, you know, what about this new music? You know, do you know mm-hmm. the good workout gym I can go to? Do you know somebody who, mm-hmm. you know, got a good restaurant I can go eat at? So the, the barbershop is that place where they try to find out a little bit of everything. You know, somebody got right. to a doctor I can go to, whatever the case might be. So to just be that barber is just like, ah, I don't know, you know, I don't know too much about that, or I can't give you that information. You know, I'm just here to cut your hair. You know, this is just my mm-hmm. job. I just cut hair, so don't ask me that many questions. You know, you're not doing your job mm-hmm. to the max. Like that. when them people come in, you know, it's good to give them good information and say, hey, you know, this is the type of foods you need to be eating. I'm starting to see your hair, you know, lightening mm-hmm. up, you know, and it wasn't doing that before. Have you switched up your diet? Have you been stressing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you stressing
1: about? Stuff like that hmm hmm I laugh because, because... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say really quickly, and I think that brings the client back to you. That's how you retain your client. You give them oh, as yeah. much information as you possibly can. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I laugh because, you know, you were saying, you know, how some barbers may Hair and and that's it. Like they don't know anything else, and they don't know what to say. And sometimes I feel like hairstylists can be that way as well. It, it's just bring them in, do what I do, move them out, bring in the next one. And there's no there's no real conversation, no um, not even a sense of having uh, personal time with the stylist. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think that's very important that 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 whether it's a barber or a hairstylist or whoever. You know, you you spend personal time with your client, even though you may have others sitting there waiting to be serviced. You know, but making sure that their time in your chair is a very um, they feel like you know like they're getting something out of the service, not just a great haircut, because we know that's what you deliver. But you know that they're going to get more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important, like we're all saying, that's a really important piece about charging the prices, you know, whatever price you think you, you know, you deserve. Right. Now, I want to know, you talked about before, right and it's on your website. Tell us a little bit about how you got to the point where you are now called the best barber in America. Tell
2: us about oh, man. How did that go now? So uh, I think it was in 2015 um, I heard about a competition that was going on in Miami and um, I had been to a couple of uh, barber competitions before and I won. And um, this particular competition, I was actually just going to go and just check it out and kind of just network and just talk, and you know, shake hands and stuff like that. And um, the week of the competition I think it was on Saturday. I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. The week of, earlier that week, um, I had two clients that came into the shop. And, um, you know, God had to place it on my mind to just ask these two particular people to um, have they ever, you know, been to Miami. And uh, they said no. And um, he put it on my mind to ask them would they be willing to go down and, um, you know, do a competition with them. And both of them said yes. So I ended up paying for their flights, um, you know, pay for the hotel to, you know, get them down to Miami and compete. And um, that, that the barber competition that I was in, it had, I think, five or six different categories. One was for old school. One was for, like, fastest fade, And it was a couple of different ones. But the top one was for best barber in America. And um I went down in Miami that weekend and uh I took home first place in old school and then I took home first place with uh best barber in America. And uh that was literally just stepping out on faith to do that at such a last minute thing like that. And you know, I've talked to barbers you know I've talked to barbers before that you know they want advice about how do you compete or you know how do you fully get yourself prepared and i tell them you know it's not just about saying like hey i just want to compete and you just show up and you look for a model or you look for somebody you can cut there you know you got to fully be prepared you know i had them wearing outfits yeah, I had win in my pockets, you know, to pay for outfits, pay for the flights, pay for the hotels and stuff like that. So that stuff is not cheap, but it was an investment because that investment exactly. carried me all the way there to win that title as best barber in America. So sometimes you just got to sacrifice a little bit,
1: but yeah, that's 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 Absolutely. how I did it. Wow, wow! But that, even though that was that competition, that that title has kind of stuck with you, though, right?
2: Yeah, actually, yeah. So, supposedly, they were supposed to do it um, every year after that. And uh, something then happened where they couldn't, you know, I guess the guy, whoever hosted it, couldn't host it any longer. So, uh, yeah, that was the first and the last. So, uh, I kind of got But you know why, though, huh? You yeah, know
1: somebody why? Somebody <laughs>
2: said it was, it, was, it was meant for me, so
1: <laughs> I said, I'll take <laughs> You went to Miami and shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> You went to Miami and shut it down and said, there will be no more competitions. I am yes. America's best. Yeah, that's kind of how it happened, and, you know, that's, that was that. <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Well, that's great because you've won several competitions. You, um, you know, you're an educator for Bay Bliss. Um, You own your own salon. I want you to talk a little bit about this hawk sauce, this product that you created. Yeah, but not just the hawk sauce, but the experience you've created. What is this sauce we keep seeing and hearing about? <laughs> so
2: this was probably a couple years ago that um, I was in the shop, and um, every time I would do a haircut, you know, I would always get all my clients just filling you know, so excited to come sit in the chair, you know, the energy that I would deliver to them would have them like, you know, ready to come to the shop. And no matter if they was having a bad day or not, you know, they knew when they would come through my chair, you know, I would just, you know, lift up their spirits a little bit. So, um, you know, I used to just have a few clients like, man, you know, you just constantly giving out that hawk sauce, you know? So once I <laughs> you know, got on, Instagram and stuff like that, and then it just, I start hearing it a little bit more and a little bit more, and, you know, certain songs coming on the radio, they got the sauce this and sauce this. It was sauce was just all over the place, so, you know. Right. It just bringing, you know, Hawk sauce this, you know, Hawk be giving out that sauce on his haircut. So with me being the barber that I am, you know, I said, how can I maximize this? So I was on Instagram just posting, you know, on every haircut. You know, just like, hey, I just, you know, hook my boy up with the hawk sauce or, you know, I just hooked him up with the clean fade with the hawk sauce. I just kept doing it out there. And uh, I eventually started getting people that would, you know, write comments to me or shoot me a DM and be like, hey, what's the product hawk sauce? How can I buy some? And I'm like, <laughs> wow. You know, that fast, that there went because people was just like, what is this hawk sauce? The same way, you know, y'all kind of asked me, you know, they were like, you know, what is this hawk sauce? He, this hawk sauce is making them haircuts look this way. You know, he's doing something different because his haircuts are standing out. But he keeps saying it's hawk sauce. So what is hawk sauce? And, um, you know, I said, you know what? I need to create a product that I can use that I obviously I use, you know, on pretty much all my haircuts. And at the time, it was just like a edging spray that I would use to put around the um, the, the the haircut to edge the uh, client up to get that real sharp edge up. And at mm-hmm. the time, I was just using Spritz. So I wanted to create something like that that was all natural spray, uh, wasn't so strong, didn't build up in your clippers, and wasn't too much of a look all on the client's face and on the skin. So I wanted to create something natural. So I created a natural holding spray, which is the uh, hawk sauce and clients can spray it in their hair to twist up their hair or the barber can use it around the beard or around the face before they go to edge up their client to get that sharp look. And uh, once I created mm-hmm. that, yeah, it just it went buku crazy. You know, everybody wants hawk sauce now. It's, you know, <laughs> they, <laughs> everybody wants hawk sauce.
1: It's so funny, though, is I thought it happened the other way around. I thought the product came first, and then I thought just recently you were just, you know, you started using, like, the sauce. Like, it's just referring to, you know, that whole experience. I thought the product came first. Nah, yeah. I so with no. the other way around. Yeah.
2: yeah, the other way around, the sand came first. And, you know, it just really just came from the clients, you know, just, man, I be putting that sauce out there and then just, you know, <laughs> hawking the sauce and then start to sound like hot sauce. And you know, we, need to just put it, we need to just put it together make it hot sauce.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be
0: right back. 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artists Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversation, beauty, and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta carter Narcisse, Tim Buchanan, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael Develis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend-Rochard, Najah Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S. of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, Beauty Talk Online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are, too.
1: Okay, so I wanted to ask you—you've um, been in—you've been a barber for how long now? Um, since
2: 2010, so eight years now.
1: Okay, so you've been a professional barber for eight years now, and I know you've been barbering or cutting since 12. Can you tell us how the business has changed since you know from 2010? Um, and even from when you just started cutting in general, now I know social media is here. It plays a big part. And I know, you know what bar- the barbering industry now is so is <laughs> just is out there and it's on everybody's minds. Like before it was never like that. What are some of the changes that, that you've seen and that you've noticed um, about this industry, good or bad?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say just as far as um, barbershop-wise goes, um, it kind of has stayed the same uh, since 2010. Mm -hmm. I mean, you pretty much still got the same type of flow that comes into the shop. Uh, People are still kind of sort of still providing the same services. Um, What I do like is that social media has helped out in a major way. For, um, you know, for the clients to be able to reach out to like different barbers, to be able to pull up different barbers in the area, if the barbers are using it in the correct way. Um, for me, I'll just give you a prime example. I remember going back to 2010 when I was getting out of barber school in 2009, um, I had a mentality that I knew I had to get out every day and pass out business cards. And for me, I had a client that would make my business cards for me. So I would get a thousand business cards and a thousand flyers and I would pass them out every month. And I would make sure it was just like a goal to me to pass out a thousand cards and a thousand flyers every month. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: um, at that particular time, yes, I had people that was coming in to see me, but I could guarantee it wasn't 24,000 people that was coming to see me, you know, in that year, you know, not that many cars, but uh, social media has helped out so much now because in just in these past, I would say three, maybe three to four years now that social media has been switching the game up a little bit. Um, you really don't have to go out as much and pad, pass out cards and flyers if you know how to work social media. When I started uh, my social media account with Instagram, um, I was never taught you know, certain marketing skills on how to like, you know, promote myself and get myself out there. I was kind of just using the same methods that I was using when I was passing out cards, talking to people, and trying to get people to recognize who I was. So when I started using social media, I was on every picture that I would post. I would use 30 hashtags, and I would not post a picture without 30 hashtags. And those hashtags that I would use would be like hashtags that was, you know, just say if I was working in Kennesaw, I would hashtag Kennesaw High School, uh, Kennesaw Middle School, Kennesaw Malls, if it was Town Center Mall, Um, I would just hashtag everything that was in my area. That way I wasn't just, you know, hashtagging barbershop stuff. I was hashtagging everything that, you know, I would think if I was to go pass out a card at Walmart or if I was to go pass out a card at the high school, you know, this is where the people would be at, the people that I would want to come to, you know, get to come to the shop. So that's what I started doing, and um, it, it, it really worked you know for me to just sit at home and you know start doing this stuff on social media I was getting you know a real quick response of people like yo I seen your picture and I was just you know looking up hashtags or I was looking at a picture and you just kind of got referred through a picture and um yeah it, it has helped out a lot and even to say like I had a client come come in last year from um I think it was South Africa and uh he's seen my work, you know, just on social media. Now, that's somebody I could never have given, him, you know, unless I flew over there, you know, was hanging out in South Africa and was able to approach him and give him a business card. But for me to never touch ground in South Africa and this guy to be able to fly to Atlanta just to get a haircut, I thought that was, that was, that was pretty cool to see how much, you know, social media has helped, you know, switch up the industry a little bit.
1: That sauce is amazing. <laughs> yeah, sauce is
2: amazing, man. I, I, I got some stories. From
1: South Africa to to Atlanta for a haircut. <laughs> yeah, for a haircut, they said if I they said if I was to go over there to Africa
2: cutting hair the way that I do, they would treat me like uh, Prince of Zamunda. And um, they they, 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 they would shut it down for me over there. So I might
1: have to visit pretty soon. (laughs) Well, you know, but you have traveled the world though. Um, Yes. You know, you, you're an educator for Bay Bliss. You've, but you have traveled the world and people have had opportunity to see you work. What, what has that experience been like?
2: Uh, it's been amazing, honestly. Uh, something that um, I kind of felt like I knew I would do eventually. But, you know, you can always tell yourself, like, oh, I want to be this or I want to do this in life. But when it, you know, touches, you know, the surface and you finally see it, you know, uh, for me, as I'm always traveling in the midst of it, you know, it's always a good time. I'm always having fun. But I never really let it sink in until, like, I leave and I go home. And I'm like, wow, I just did that. Like, I was just there, or, you know, I just had this type of response. Like, I've had to go to South America a lot in the past couple of years, and um, I would say Argentina has been, like, one of my biggest shows. I think I performed cut in front of, like, nine to 10,000 people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, to see the response that I got from Never Step, Stepping Foot over there you know, and seeing people crying and seeing people like and you know sweating in tears and you know almost passing out that I'm there cutting hair, and you know they can't believe oh, it. wow, and it was just like yeah, it's just it was I mean, yeah, it was almost like just like being in the music industry or something like that, and mm-hmm. to see people just like truly just care about the craft that much, but you know look at me in a way like, hey, you know, I've been following you for the past few years like. I never knew that you would be able to come over here, and for me to be able to see you cut hair, and you know, for you to be this good person, and you know, just yeah, it, it's 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 been amazing.
1: Wow, 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 that's that Michael Jackson effect. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: Mike Woods having them passing out. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So what? So, but let me ask you this, because you know, you've traveled the world. Cutting hair. What what is it like? Like what kind of what kind of haircuts are they looking for in South America?
2: Uh, they pretty much uh can same type of similar style that we have here. Um, you know, four hawks. Um, pretty much at at the time that I was there, they just want to see me cut hair. So it's just like, Hawk, we want to see you do whatever it is that you do you know, when you, when you can, you know, turn on them clippers and cut hair, we just want to see you cut. But at the time when I first went over there, you know, I could tell that they were getting like a lot of pompadours and, you know, just mm-hmm. different styles because like I said, a lot of them are, um, you know, Portuguese, Spanish. And, mm-hmm. um, when I got there and they they seen me doing those type of hairstyles, the pompadours and the different style cuts. And then, You know, on our type of hair, you know, I was also good with that. You know, I started seeing them asking me the question, like, hey, man, so who do you think is the best barber in the world? And I'm like, well, you know, the best barber in the world would have to be somebody, you know, who could do it all, you know. And, you know, he knows pretty much every little bit about the craft. Any person who sits down in the uh, chair, he would be able to cut any style, any type of hair type, whatever it is, and, you know, complete it. And uh, they just kept asking me the question, So I, I kind of felt like they were just looking for me to say that I was, you know, the best in the world. Right. Too, you know, I'm too <laughs> humble for that. So they, they, they didn't get right. it out of me. But I could just tell they were just kind of looking like, you know, dang, we didn't know this dude could, you know, do all of this, you know, so.
1: Right. And so let me ask since you, since you brought it up, that that was going to uh, be my next question uh, to you was was um you know how is it cutting different textures of hair? Is your process any different? Um, are the tools any different?
2: Um, I mean, you use different products. Um, the tools are pretty much the same. The technique might change up a little bit depending on oh. the texture style of hair. Uh, the barber school that I actually went to. Uh, they taught strictly on straight hair. I didn't want to go to a school that taught on our type of hair because I already knew how to cut our type of hair. Mm-hmm. So one yeah. thing that I did see when I was cutting hair that summer, and probably shouldn't even been cutting hair because I didn't have my license, but, you know, granted, it happened, and it was a good thing that it did happen because it would be certain clients that would come in if they had straight hair or texture style that the barbers couldn't cut and everybody would get busy at that time or I'm about to go to lunch or, you know, ah, you know, I got somebody coming. So I seen a lot of barbers turning down money because they couldn't cut all styles of hair Mm -hmm. or all types of textures of hair. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to go to a school that taught, you know, on straight hair and then how to cut with the shears and how to, you know, put product in the hair and do this and style this way. So, you know, that was one of my reasons why I did that, and it helped out a lot. You know, and when I was in school, the instructors, they seen it. You know, they was like, wow, he picked that up pretty fast, and, and he can cut, you know, the curly hair, straight hair. I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to be pretty good. So it's amazing now to even see, like, I had an instructor um, call me. It was probably, like, at the beginning of this year, and I haven't seen this guy since I graduated out of barber school. And he was like, man, I was looking at this magazine that was, uh, I forget what country it was from. I think it was from, like, England or something like that or Australia or something. And it was just naming, like, top barbers and stuff. And he seen me in the magazine. So it just freaked him out because he was just like, yo, you know, I <laughs> i taught this guy, you know, when he was in barber school. Right. I and mean, what, you know, he's working for this company, Babeless. He's traveling and I mean, what is this, you know? So he found my number, he called me, yeah, he he was just, you know, real tickled to death to, you know, hear that about me, and it was just like, man, I knew you would do big things, so.
1: Wow. But isn't that a, isn't that a great thing, though? Like, you know, you, you can always dream that you'll do these things, but then when you're actually, you're doing it, you yeah, know, that's a great feeling all on its own, but then to turn around and have someone that you knew back when, you know, to to call you and say, hey, you know, I always knew you would, you know, do great things, you know, and, and just for them to actually see that you are doing great things. Yeah. I'm sure that's got to be a great thing.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a huge feeling.
1: Yeah. Now, you just mentioned that um, – um the world's you know best barber has to know how to do everything what do you think makes a great barber what qualities do they need to possess to just be a great barber not necessarily the world's best but just a great barber
2: uh what qualities do you need to have to be a, a great barber
1: mhm
2: um well one of the very first ones would be uh you most definitely have to have your license uh, you have to go to school and you have to, uh, you know, get your hours that you need to get, you know, your license that say that you're a master barber, master cosmetologist, whatever it might be. And then going from there to understand, like how we were just talking earlier, to understand that it's not just about cutting hair. Um, you know, back in the days when barbering first got started, we were almost like, doctors. I mean, it was almost like, you know, people would come in. Some of them would even come in to get the teeth fixed. You know, a lot of people don't even know that. And, um, you know, for barbers, I feel like if you want to really become the best barber you can ever be, it's about customer service. It's about, you know, being a true servant. Like the customers don't need us. We need them. Right. and that, and say, hey, I need to make sure that when this person comes in, he feels like he has spent his money well with me. But at the same time, he has built up a relationship where he trusts me. He knows that I'm not trying to get over on him. He knows that I'm Mm going to give him the best service that I can ever give him, even if you mess up one week. You know, none of us are perfect. And you might have a time that you was just tired or you just didn't, you know, you wasn't in your groove that day. But if you are applying all of this customer service and you're just putting your all into every last haircut, educating them on how to keep up with yourself and stuff like that, um, that, that mess up would never even bother them because they know how you deliver, you know, all the time. So it's just, it's about the full package. It's not just about, hey, you know, I could do a real tight fade or, you know, I could do a sharp edge up or I know how to style some hair and make it look real good. People want to know, like, hey, this dude is consistent. You know, they show up on time to work. You know, when I book an appointment, I can get in, I can get out. He's educating me on how to keep up with, you know, my look. Uh, he's giving me good advice on, you know, when I'm out and about, you know, if I, how I approach a job, how I can market myself, if they have their own business, giving them tips like that. You know, so that's that's what it's all about.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you have a beautiful wife, three beautiful little girls. You have your barber shop. You have this hot sauce product that's you know taken over. And then you know you you're an educator for Bayless. You are America's number one barber. How do you balance all of this? Oh, (laughs) how do you do do it? He goes fishing.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, it's, it's all about finding balance. Even when you think you find balance, you got to find new balance, you know, because things are always going to come, you know, and new things are going to come about. And uh, when you get new things that hit you, you know, you got to know how to adjust to your, you know, environment, to your situations that you have. And uh, you got to find new balance in life. And um, I'm a true believer of that. Like, you know, It it takes a lot of work, you know, being a family man, you know, being at work, having a family at work where you have to, like, you know, manage other people that's, you know, older than you. But um, to even like, you know, traveling, working with the company, and then managing my own business on the side. Yeah, it it is a lot. But finding balance is just the main key, and it's just about dedicating time to where it needs to go. And, um,
1: yeah, just just staying focused. Now Now, you also You also have a relationship with Andes is that correct With who Is it Andes With Andes
2: Oh um no 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 I never had a relationship
1: With them Oh but that's but that's the those are the Tools that you use is that what it is Uh yes
2: I used to use those Tools when I you know most definitely First started off you know in, In my garage uh in barber school, even getting out of barber school, yeah, I most definitely was using Andy.
1: So, what are you using? What is this gold tool I keep seeing you with? Is that not Andy?
2: No, that is Babeless for sure.
1: Oh, that okay. People, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the
2: awesome. new uh, gold FX that we have that we just yeah. released this past weekend.
1: Gotcha. That thing is nice. It looks nice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Most definitely uh, about to make a slam, slam dunk in the industry right now. You know, um, I've been working with Babeless for the past three years, and when I first started working working with them, we had maybe, you know, two or three Clippers that we had, you know, at the time. But now, you know, we have a little bit over maybe six, seven different. I, I know it's way more than that, but to see how much growth we've made just in the past three years and, you know this gold one that you do see me using all the time is one of my one of my favorites and um, yeah I, I stand behind it pretty strong and I can't wait for the uh, the industry to be able to get their hands on it. You know I know a few people was able to pick it up this past weekend, but to see everybody using it who wants to use it, you know, it's going to most definitely be something good to see.
1: Now is there is there is, is there a learning curve for for you or other barbers when it comes to like picking up new tools, like if you switch from one brand to the next, or are they all pretty much the same? Uh,
2: they, all the pretty much, they all pretty much have the same concept, you know, mm-hmm. the same, pretty much the same blades, the same cutting techniques with it, um, the same levers on the side to make the blade go up and down. Um, some might have more power some might have more life that you know lasts a little bit longer so um it, it's, it's not too hard you know i've noticed with a lot of barbers that um sometimes and i mean it's just people in general but sometimes we hate to step out of that comfort zone so you know um we I get asked the question a lot, you know, with me working with Bay It's like, hey, do you really like those clippers, or do you really use those clippers? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you see me, you know, posting it or it's cutting with them up on stage, you know. But people are just, you know, it's just, it, it just, it's, it's always hard to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. But uh, I mean, even when I started off, I just wasn't cutting with this you know, Andy's I would have Andy's walls, whatever would feel comfortable in my hand, whatever clipper that I did like. So I'm I I've always been that person that, you know, just try new things, so
1: mhm. Nice. Very nice. If there was anything that you could change about the industry, what would it be?
2: Um anything that I would change about I would change um, some of the hate that's in the industry. Um, I see a lot of it going on, and I, I'm one, I'm the type of person I would kind of just sit back and just watch, you know, certain things happen. And sometimes I might dip into it, sometimes I might not. But um, it's just a lot of hate, and we have a lot of hate in this world just in general, but it moves over into everything. But um, to see, you know, Barbers that might have been cutting for over 20 years, you know, get upset with younger barbers or a barber get upset with another barber because he's doing something that he or she cannot do. I think that's just one of the dumbest things that we could do, you know, instead of, you know, hating or being upset or talking bad about the next person, you know, why not just ask that person to reach out to that person and say, hey, I see you doing something that I don't know how to do or that I've never done before, or I see more people are asking for it. Is there any way that you can help me or direct me to somebody who can teach me how to do this so I'm not losing out on money? Because sometimes we can let that hate kill our pockets. You know, let Mm -hmm. hate, you know, place where we can't we can't grow because we're constantly hating on what the next person is doing or, or I'm seeing this person doing that and I don't, I don't like how they doing that or this is fake I don't like how they always using color and stuff like that I mean you, you, you're you killing your own pockets when you have that type of hating like you said when you just like you know what hey I see this person doing something that I've never done before or he's creating a look that I can't create ask that person, just say, hey, do you teach any one-on-one classes or what class did you go to to learn that or what tools are you, learn, you know, using to create this look? You know, the hate, I mean, like you said, that, that would be one of the things I would most definitely take out of the industry.
1: Yeah. Now, you mentioned classes. Are you, do you teach one-on-one classes or, or just classes in general outside of babyless and just, like, on your own? Yeah, so I do seminars every now and then. I
2: do, um, which I'm actually going to get into doing more of those, but um, I do one-on-one seminars where people could come in, they could fly in, and they could uh, shadow me, you know, for a few hours or for the day, however they want to do it. But I'm actually about to start up one um, in the next couple of weeks where it'll be be like a FaceTime seminar. So if a person Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. have the money to fly in, or pay for a hotel or to fly, you know, from out of town, or whatever the case might be. You know, they don't have to move. If they have a smartphone or if they have WhatsApp, they in another country, they could FaceTime me and pretty much get that same one-on-one seminar, do a haircut, any advice that they need help with, how to market, or whatever the case might be. And, uh, yeah, I'll be starting that up in the next couple of weeks. So that's 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 going to be pretty cool. Nice, nice.
1: Is there anything in the industry that you want to do that you haven't done already?
2: Oh yeah, it's a few things i'm 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 an innovator so i' I'm constantly <laughs> getting things of mine to you know do for the industry and put into the industry um I've learned how to just kind of start managing them and doing one at a time because with me, I could just be you know I come up with a hundred great ideas. And uh sometimes it's not good because you can be all over the place. So I'm learning how to manage one at a time and complete one as as I go. But yes, there's a few things <laughs> I'll be working for putting out.
1: All right. All right. Well do you have anything in existence? I know a lot of times you do um the barber stars will do, you know, retreats and big events. Do you guys have anything coming up?
2: Um, I know we do have a retreat coming up pretty soon. I'm not quite sure on the date, but I know I have kind of been putting it out in the air for, uh, not this year, not this August, but, uh, 2019 August. Uh, I want Atlanta to be on the lookout for, uh, a big barber expo. So oh, nice. this, is something that, this is something that we haven't really had in Atlanta besides, you know, like, Bronner Brothers and which mm-hmm. been holding it down mm-hmm. pretty good for us you know that's been for barbers and stylists but to have something just for barbers and on a on a point of like an expo style you know uh, mm-hmm. yeah um, come 2019 to August I want everybody to kind of be on the lookout for that so
1: this is something that you would um? Help.
2: yes this is actually something that I'm gonna be hosting putting together myself so
1: Nice, nice. Now, one, one last well, question. Be- one last question. What is beauty to you? How would you define beauty?
2: What is beauty to me?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, beauty is, uh, I mean, a lifestyle. I mean, like I said, beauty is uh, something that we all look forward to. Everybody wants to look beautiful in some type of way. And um, even on your worst day, I don't care what you're going through, everybody wants to have some type of beauty either in the inside or on the outside to get them through their days and to uplift them in some type of way. And, um, yeah, beauty beauty is a lifestyle. Beauty is pretty much everything that a little bit of everybody needs in their life. Nice.
1: Nice. Well, shout out. Where we can find you on social media and your website and all that good stuff.
2: Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Hawk the Barber Prodigy, uh Facebook at Hawk the Barber, uh Twitter at um the Hawk Vision, uh, my website is HawkTheBarberProdigy.com. dot com. And uh yes, if you need to order anything also any product, Hawk products, you can also go through HawkTheBarberProdigy.com. dot com.
1: All right, get that hawks off.
2: That's hope
1: while while it's still available. <laughs> yeah,
2: because 'cause will be going quick. And I'm I'm so blessed and fortunate for that. It does most definitely go quick.
1: Good. That's good. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us tonight for this great conversation. Um Absolutely. Keep us posted with the barber. Um expo you're trying to put together so that way we can make announcements and put it out there. Um, just keep us posted on shout out your barbershop, your new your new barbershop.
2: Yeah, so my new barbershop is Furious Styles Barbershop. We're located at seventeen hundred Northside Drive in Midtown Atlanta. Uh, where the styles are always Furious. You know, that's what I like to say. I just like put that in there like a commercial. So <laughs> check out Furious right. Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Well, yes, uh, most definitely. You know, we have an amazing shop, amazing barbers. Uh, I do also want to put it out there, too, that um, for anybody who be needing prayer, uh, we're not necessarily a church, but every day at midday, we do do a midday prayer. And uh we allow the barbers to come in and do it. uh we also allow the clients to come in and do it as well. This is something that the Lord has established in our shop, and uh we didn't gave everything over to him, so everything that we get and that belongs to us belongs to him and uh, like I said, this has been a blessing. We've been doing it since November the third, and uh every day at midday, we stop what we're doing. Uh, if the clients don't have to be somewhere. But, yeah, we start what we're doing, and we uh, stop and we pray together, just saying how grateful and how thankful we are that, you know, the Lord is really showing up in our lives. And, you know, we try to most definitely take what we're doing in the shop and take it at home with our families because there's a lot of families that's missing prayer and missing having a relationship with God. You know, everything that, you know, you guys been able to witness, me doing, traveling. Uh, having my own shop, Um, you know, my family, you know, being able to have all this balance and stuff like that, you know, it's because when I was 17 years old, I, you know, I handed over my pretty much my everything over to him. And I wanted him to direct my path for me and uh, everything I have belongs to him. So I always try to make that clear to everybody. Like I'm not just doing this by myself you know, God most definitely got his hand on my life. And as people can see, I'm most definitely blessed.
1: Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. Um, absolutely love that, that you guys just stop what you're doing and have prayer no matter what midday. That is that is so awesome. Um, that is so awesome, and I'm, I'm so thankful that, you acknowledge that you know you acknowledge his presence in your life and and not afraid to you know what I mean like some people would maybe stop midday and maybe go in another room and pray you know or but the fact that you you open it up to all the stylists and even the clients I think it's a wonderful thing I absolutely love it absolutely yeah it's it's
2: been amazing open? go ahead
1: are, are you open um, like Monday through Saturday or or is there certain days that you're off. Uh we're open
2: Monday through Saturday. Sunday we are usually off, but even for like you know people who can't make it in, we have a, a call in line as well, and you know we post that up on um sometimes on our feeds and stuff like that but um yeah, for whatever reason you can't make it you know we give it to all the clients as well, you know we give them the call in number which we call it the prayer line, and people call in and do you, like I said you know
1: do you know the do you know the number by heart or or is it posted on your Instagram somewhere?
2: I could actually – let me see. Give me one second.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, so the number is uh, 302
1: Mm -hmm. 202 And if they are – Um,
2: Yeah the code The code to dial in is Three zero Six nine Five
1: nine All right All right nice And that's around like noon every day
2: Noon every day
1: Nice All right Love it Love it love it love it Thank you so much Hawk Appreciate you so much we owe you a you we owe you a visit um yes, yes. at your new spot.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Gotta come check Miss you
2: y'all. out. Appreciate y'all having me. I definitely do. Absolutely.
1: Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Say hello to your wife for us, please.
2: Oh, uh, we'll do. We'll do.
1: <laughs> All right, have a good night.
2: All right, y'all too.
1: Okay, good night. Okay.
2: Good
1: night. Bye bye. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning in. I think I saw JK Hunter on the line. Hi, JK. I just wanna shout you out really quick. I know you barber some as well, I believe. Leah um, Hark is definitely um he's one of the most humble barbers I know and and that's one of the things I love so much about him. But not only that, he is awesome. Barber, some of the stuff I've seen him Absolutely amazing Amazing um, <clears throat> He's really great at what He does, he deserves Title America's Best Barber For sure um, So we thank him for joining Us tonight um, and We thank you guys for tuning in as well um, Tune in next Sunday Night we'll be back with another great guest uh, Thank you for your continued Support and shout out really quickly Where they can follow us online they can follow us on Facebook. We are uh, Beauty Talk Online Radio. And on Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. And on Instagram, we're beauty underscore talk underscore media. And I just want to quickly shout out um, um, some of our listeners who uh, joined us um, throughout the week last week um, and some of our listeners from the United States. We want to thank, thank you guys, our listeners in Canada Um, the U.K., Australia, and Cameroon. We thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to us um, uh, throughout last week. All right. So, again, thank you guys so much for your support. We'll be back next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, you guys, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night.
0: Good night. 1294 that's 818-691-1294 join our program and become a friend with benefits today how would you like to become friends with benefits how would you like to become friends with benefits